welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today. And how are you doing today, Dad? Austin, I'm doing absolutely wonderful, for this is the day the Lord hath made. You know what's interesting to me? I'm looking at the... uh, Guns in America Digest, and it says that a college student is forced into political re-education for a photo with an AR-15. Now, this photo is having him just standing there holding an AR-15. doesn't have his finger on the trigger, and he's just holding it standing in his backyard. But he go, he did go, I don't know if he's going to still continue to go, to Fordham University in New York, and he was punished, and he was forced to undergo political re-education this summer for two Instagram posts, and one of which was him holding an AR-15. Austin Tong, his name's Austin, I thought that was interesting, is a rising senior at the Fordham University's Gabriel School of Business, and he has accused the school of Soviet-style interrogation and punishment. I am no longer permitted on campus with public safety coming to my home at midnight, of course they always have to do this at midnight, don't they, to question me on the day of the post and face forced, brutal political re-education through mandatory courses and to write an apology letter or I'll face full suspension or expulsion. Is this happening in America, or is this a Soviet nightmare? He asked in a letter to the school. Now, I don't really know what to say about all of this, except for, you know, are we still operating on the First Amendment, Second Amendment rights? How in the world can you not have a picture of you holding a weapon or a gun? Maybe it's a prop gun. Maybe it's not even a real gun. Maybe it's just a, you know, a, a gun that was used at a movie set that doesn't even fire, and it's just basically a mock-up. I mean, how in the world do they know what this is, and, and why are they doing to him, doing this to him at Fordham University? Question I want to ask. Another professor from the University of North Carolina, I believe it was up in Chapel Hill, he was found dead this week, and actually he found found dead yesterday or two days ago at his home. He'd been expelled. He'd been kicked out. He'd been basically forced to retire at the age of 55, even though he had tenure. He was able to be pushed out, and now they found his body dead at his home. He's a North Carolina professor with full tenure. You know, he's found dead weeks after taking early retirement following online petition to get him fired over a tweet where he dubbed State Governor Massacupa and compared coronavirus restrictions to a slave state. Body of University of North Carolina professor Mike Adams was found at his home yesterday. Police reported the 50-year-old was 55-year-old was discovered as deputies performed a wellness check. Investigators didn't release further details about the circumstances of his death. His death comes less than a month after the university announced he would retire early after petition to oust him following controversial tweets. On May 29th, Adams tweeted, I've almost felt like a free man who was not living in the slave state of North Carolina. Massacupa, let my people go. Another tweet on May 28th read, Don't shut down the universities. Shut down the non-essential majors like women's studies. In 2016, Adams also sparked outrage when he suggested a Muslim student was a terrorist and that gay marriage was as bad as rape. Now, you know, I don't know what to say about this guy, but he did have have freedom of speech. And and see, it seems so strange to me that these professors can basically spout out any communist rhetoric they want, any homosexual promotion they want, any transgender promotion they want without even thinking that it may offend students in the room who are Christians. They could even come in and use God's name in vain, which I've had them do in my classes 40 years ago at Florida State University, 
in which we all promptly went and complained to the dean, and the professor, to his credit, actually came in and apologized to the class for having cursed using God's name in vain. But they could do anything they want, and have been doing so, obviously, by my professor approving it for the last 40 years. They're law professors now who jump on the floor and swim where there is no water, act like they're a bunch of nutbags who hide behind posts in the classroom and stick their arms out and say, I'm a tree, who perform strip teases in the classroom all the way down to their underwear, and then they're sanctioned by the university as told if they strip tease again in the class, they're going to lose their job or lose their tenure. But still, they're there. Weirdos. Well, because they went to Harvard, or they have a Ivy League education, and they help the pedigree of the university as far as the background of the teacher, they're allowed to stay. But here's a professor saying that basically, you know, we can't be held as a slave state. And Massacupa, which is the old term they used to use for the, the, the slaves used to talk to their slave holders and their slave owners, they call it a massa. You know, it's a, I guess it's a slang word for master. And here we go, he's dead now. We don't know why. So we have a kid basically having to write an apologies letter for holding an AR-15, and a full tenured professor in North Carolina forced to retire, found dead. I tell you what, guys, the Frankfurt School has done its job. It has indoctrinated our educational systems. It has indoctrinated our young children. Yesterday, I was calling up a hotel chain. We had a problem with one of our states that we were in, and I was getting it clarified, and I started talking to the rep, and all of a sudden, I, you know, she started asking me some questions, and we started talking about coronavirus, and then that went on to the talk show that we have. And all of a sudden, I said to her, I said, well, if you listen to my talk show, you've got to understand I'm not politically correct. And she goes, that's all right, that's all right. And I said, well, I don't think you understand. I said, if, if, you're a, if you're a person and you want to be a sponge tomorrow or a whale the next day or a penguin the following day, I'm not really a big proponent of that. And Austin, it felt like all of a sudden I had ice coming through the telephone lines. All of a sudden it was like, whoa, you've gone too far now. You said, I can't be a penguin. I can't be a sponge. I can't be a whale. And I said, if you want to do all that, that's, that's entirely up to you, but don't ask me to go along with your delusion. And that conversation <laughs> came to an abrupt end. No, this is, this is on the phone yesterday. And I thought to myself, how odd. It's when you start asking and questioning the narrative of what they've been told to believe about how they can't be a rabbit yesterday or today or whatever, or tomorrow they can't be a unicorn. I, I'd always kind of like to be a unicorn. It'd be kind of fun. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, they, they want to believe in their delusions. They can be anything they want to be. They want to be a butterfly today. And the sad part about it is you say, well, I'm sorry. I hate to tell you this. You're not a butterfly. And they go, I want to be a butterfly. You can't tell me that. You're a racist against butterflies or you're a bigot against butterflies. And I said, no, I'm just a really a scientist who doesn't understand your delusions. You know, Kanye West now is coming out and saying that he's going to be disclosing all the information, you know, on the on these weirdos and his wife, if they continue to try to Baker Act him and put him back into an institution for a 72-hour evaluation. And he's a Christian. Now he's really upset about what she did in Playboy magazine. And, oh, yeah, that rapper she met with back in 2018 in that hotel room. Yeah, that kind of irritated me, too, if I was him. So now all of a sudden he says he wants a divorce and he wants his family to leave him alone or he's going to spill the secrets of the doggone Kardashians and all their sickness. You know, the sad part about it is, though, Kanye, you can spill the secrets of the Kim all the Kardashians. You can do that. And it won't make any difference. The people are so enamored by these folks, and they're so caught up into her butt and her plastic surgeries and all the other junk she's done that they're going to continue to follow them. And the more publicity you give them, 
the more they're going to become more popular because the people have decided they don't want to follow the things that are good. And now you're a Christian and you don't like this anymore. You don't be part of this anymore. But remember, lightness has come into the world, but the world preferred the darkness. And these people are going to still follow your weird wife. I mean, look what she did to Bruce Jenner. I mean, he's a pretty macho guy. And all of a sudden he starts dating this woman. All of a sudden he like wants to be a girl. What, a, what, kind of, what the heck did she do to Bruce Jenner? So it's odd to me that this is happening right now all around us. And now this North Carolina professor, my condolences to his family. I don't know if he was married or not. Wikipedia didn't say it. I don't know if he has any children or not. I don't know. My condolences to his family. Austin, what do you think, bud? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, yeah, I saw the same thing, too, with the the kid that basically got suspended for essentially holding an AR-15 in an Instagram post. And, you know, it was pretty troubling to me as well because I did some research, in it, and it was at Fordham University. Now, Fordham University in New York is a big Jesuit school, if you guys didn't know that. Um, there's definitely some strange things about that school. I'm not even going to go into that. But the fact that he's standing there, smiling, holding a rifle, slung down with his finger off the trigger in a controlled manner. There's nothing illegal or illicit about that. And they claimed, they claimed that it was basically a threat or intimidation and it violated university policy for standing there holding a gun. And by the way, you can even tell he's got a 10-round magazine in it, New York compliant magazine, the little baby magazines that, I mean, they're kind of a joke, but nonetheless, He's still exercising his Second Amendment right. And so for this university to go to this level was crazy. I read in detail about it. It said Fordham University has placed Tong on disciplinary probation until he graduates. He is banned from representing the university in any extracurricular activities or running for holding any leadership roles in student organization. He can no longer enter university campus without the dean's permission, which must be requested one business day before he plans to come on campus. He has to finish the remainder of the school year out through remote learning, that's online classes, and he must also complete an implicit bias training with the Office of Multicultural Affairs and write an apology letter in order to finally graduate. I'm not sure what he plans on doing with this, but I would make sure not only does this go viral, I would not let the door hit me in the butt when I left that university. I would be done with them, and I would absolutely blast them on every single media platform. The problem that Mr. Tong does not realize if he tries to capitulate with these clowns when you're dealing with a university that expresses and teaches Marxism and communism like this university does, plus a whole host of other very weird things, they do not care about you trying to do the right thing or you trying to work with them. The only thing they want is submission and more submission and more submission. They will continue to capitalize on anything you do in order to gain it over you. They capitalize on any weakness they see. That's the problem with Marxism. There is no meeting in the middle. There is no compromising. Okay, this is what you're trying to achieve. This is what I'm trying to achieve. I'm willing to compromise a little bit on this if you're willing to compromise on that, and we'll meet in the middle, call it a day, shake hands, and go our separate ways. There is none of that with them. 
They demand full submission at all times. And if you do not do it, they demand more until they do what they did to this poor kid now. Now, they've done everything to him to basically ruin the end of his college career. I mean, completely. I mean, he has to go take a class in implicit bias training with the Office of Multicultural Affairs and write an apology letter for standing in an Instagram photo holding an AR-15 in a very safe, controlled manner? Are you joking me right now? No. This is what they are promoting. Because remember, the more you can do this to the younger generation, the more you can demonize firearms, the more you can force them into submission in order to achieve their higher education. When they get out of that higher education, they're brainwashed. I'm just going to put it clearly as that. They're brainwashed. They think a certain way. They act a specific way. They go a different direction. They focus on certain things because you have continually beat them through sanctions into doing exactly what you wanted them to do. That's why we're seeing what's going on all over the country right now over in Seattle. I saw more rioting, more police, more everything over the last two days now. And now the city council has passed an ordinance effective July 26th that allows the uh, law enforcement, they are no longer allowed to use CS gas, which is tear gas. As of July 26th, law enforcement is not allowed to use tear gas on peaceful protesters. And they do, what they go in now is they claim pretty much anybody. There's videos now. I mean, people firebombing federal buildings, literally pouring gasoline and lighting wood and lighting clothes on fire. They went through downtown Seattle yesterday and broke into numerous cities, took merchandise out of numerous buildings, caught it on fire. They said, listen, you cannot use tear gas on them starting July 26th. These are peaceful protesters. And some people, including the law enforcement opposed, said, they're breaking into buildings and throwing Molotov cocktails and lighting buildings on fire. We have to be able to disperse them properly. Listen, they're peaceful protesters. You can't use tear gas on them. We voted. It's unanimous. July 26th, no more tear gas used on peaceful protesters. They're not peaceful. They're breaking into buildings and looting and setting them on fire. Well, that's a difference of opinions. Tomatoes, tomatoes. They're peaceful protesters, and we have ruled now you cannot use tear gas on them. This is exactly what they tried to do in the Bolshevik Revolution. They brought in paid agitators to come in and start riots, to start fights, to promote anarchy, and they pitted them against law enforcement. And now law enforcement in some areas has had to bring in all types of federal agents, including Border Patrol, to come in. Now Donald Trump's bringing in ATF, DEA, uh, FBI, all into Chicago now to basically help Cull the massive amount of shootings and homicides that are going on now. Right now in Chicago, they're averaging 4.3 firearm homicides per day in Chicago right now. In just Chicago, not Illinois, just Chicago. If it, the rate continues to go at this level, they'll be at almost 2,000 firearm homicides in a one-year time span. 2,000 homicides in a one-year time span in one city. That's how violent it is getting in Chicago right now. And then, of course, you know, Mayor Beetlejuice is saying, well, I don't want federal agents in here. I don't want any, We don't need any of this at all. We're handling it just fine. Literally, as children and adults are getting gunned down in the middle of the street because the violence is taking place. But see, remember, this is exactly how they run the Cloward and Piven strategy, as Dad was talking about the other day. They have the problem, 
action solution. The problem is people are upset and they want to protest. The solution is we basically bring federal agents in. So they're coming in now, they're causing the problem, increasing the riots, paying paid agitators to come and do this, and then they're saying we have to bring in more federal agents, more federal police. Slowly getting people okay to the idea of having federal agents in a policing role in the United States. Now, I'm not saying that these guys are not probably well needed. I mean, quite frankly, it's about time ATF actually does something for their pay and actually does something besides harass law-abiding citizens and take 13 months to get tax stamps and suppressors. So they're actually having to go handle firearm-related cases. But on the other hand with that, it's bringing in a more federalized police statement and presence in the United States. And a lot of people don't realize that. Granted, is it needed? Probably is. Is it setting up the precedent in the future for more federal police? Absolutely. What's also crazy about now, out in uh, California, now in California now, a major Hollywood studio has now ordered AI mass detection robots this week to mount on walls in all the public areas out in some of the Hollywood areas. The Artificial Intelligence Technology Solutions published a press release Wednesday morning revealing a major studio in the Hollywood area, the name they cannot disclose due to non-disclosure, purchased two full robotic observation security apparatus units for its wholly owned subsidiary robotic assistant devices in Los Angeles. According to to them, ROSA is the name on there, is an AI-driven security system including both human and vehicle detection, license plate recognition, complete integration with RAD software, and response library. Now, what's interesting about this is this unit also has an ultimate autonomous response device. The ROSA unit uses powerful AI software and sensors in a 180-degree field of view, and also it is being programmed to enforce mask wearing. They go on to say this is a game changer for us, said Corey English of Protective Services. They said Stephen Reitzler, founder and CEO of RAD, said Rosa records violators and repeat offenders of those who refuse to wear face masks. He goes on to say, and I quote, the ability to record violators and particularly repeat violators gives high profile end users such as this one option for enforcement and general security. It's great to see the first order specifically for this technology come within a very short period of time when we announced it. The Rosa gains popularity in higher Hollywood as a much wider release of the wall robot is expected in the coming weeks due to mostly half of the country now under mask requirement orders. Guys, this is so far Orwellian, past 1984, even what we expected now, that we now have these companies that are selling giant AI robots to go on the wall with 180 degree field of view to record individuals who are not wearing masks. One thing I talked to my buddy about, and I told you guys about the other day, I thought it was interesting, and we kind of went back and forth on it. It's interesting because, you know, when people wear masks, they cover their face. Remember we said the other day that Homeland Security said that facial recognition software was not working as effectively as it needs to because everybody's wearing masks. Now, here's the kicker with that. Everybody's being told they're forced to wear a mask. It's mandated. It's for the greater good, even though we know they don't work properly. I'll even give you another article the CDC even has on their website now that discusses that. But follow me with this. Every person that doesn't submit and act like a good little peasant and wear their mask 
is up for facial recognition software data. Meaning, everybody that refuses to wear a mask when you go into a store now or you go buy one of these little Rosa AI units, it's now going to be picked up and they're going to have your face and it's going to go into a facial recognition database and it's going to go across the board and it's going to say, we have this person, this person, this person, this person, this person is in these buildings that are not wearing a mask. Run facial recognition data on them, do a background check on them, find out what they're about, do a full search history on what their browser looks like on everything they do, pull it up right now because they're refusing to wear a mask. And now, just like that, everybody that's refused to not be a peasant and has refused to not go along with a satanic agenda of covering your face, now it is unbelievably easy to figure out who are going to be the problem maker resistors in the community right off the rip, i.e. the red list. As soon as they put it together, they add it up, the names come up on a list, face comes up on a list and they know real quick who is going to be the problem makers and who are going to be the resistance in the community. Just throwing that out there. Very troubling, deeply disturbing to me because I still refuse to wear a mask. I had to go to the DMV yesterday. I had to handle some title stuff. Went in there. They said, you need to wear a mask in city ordinance. I said, I would have no problem complying with you, but I have a medical condition. Here's my medical paper. And they said, oh, okay. Uh, just make sure you please social distance. I said, I don't really plan to talk to anybody anyways. I'm in the DMV. I just want to get this title thing. And there, was, there wasn't a lot of people there, surprisingly. I mean, they were, they were rolling through, but it was very, very thin for what the DMV normally is. It got me in and out pretty fast. And so I thought it's interesting. After I looked at that today, I said, you know, it's DMV. I mean, it's that state agency. And uh, plus works with federal agencies with DOT and everything. I said, I'm sure they have cameras. In there. They, I guarantee you they have cameras in there. And I guarantee you they're hooked up, hooked up to facial recognition software. So I can pretty much guarantee you I'm probably the only person, because I did not see anybody else in there not wearing a mask with me. I'm probably the only person that did not wear a mask in there. And so I can pretty much guarantee you I am now on a red list when it comes to any type of federal or state database, including basically being a uh, resistor or somebody that doesn't want to wear a mask. So I thought that was interesting, Dad. But now that they're coming out with this stuff in Hollywood with full-blown AI software cameras that are going to monitor everything everybody does, including specifically identify people that aren't wearing masks, very interesting to see right now. Well, you know, let it be so. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to – last night I went to dinner with Sharon over to a hotel over over Disney Village. It was the Four Seasons. Nice hotel. We hadn't, you know, been out for a while, you know, and so we decided to go out over there. We haven't, in fact, we haven't been over there probably in a year. And we went to a restaurant called Rebello's. And it's a, it's a really nice Italian restaurant, well-priced, and it's just uh, really good food. And we got to the hotel, and, then they, and I, we had to go through, like, a guard gate to get to the hotel, which, which is kind of interesting because it's in a subdivision. And I guess the neighbors don't want just anybody coming to the hotel and he gives me two pieces of paper and says, these are our policies concerning COVID-19. You need to read these and make sure you comply. And I'm like, whatever. Threw it in the back seat, kept driving. And, uh, you know, got to the hotel and, you know, we stopped in front and the valet was there because they basically give you free valet if you eat to the restaurant. And they, they took the vehicle and like, ironically, and this is so strange, this is a huge hotel. We're like the only ones there. I mean, yeah, we're it. Nobody else. Nobody else in valet, nobody else parking. And, you know, they, they run out, they take the car, and we walk in, and then a big sign on the door says, by the way, you're going to go through a temperature scan when you walk into 
the hotel to make sure you're not running a fever. Well, you know, they've been using those at airports for years. So I thought, well, that's no big deal. And so sure enough, they have a little thing you have to follow, a little cord to the front entrance, and you've got to go through a temperature scan. And we walked right through it. And the guy, and of course, we're, nobody's wearing masks. We're not wearing masks, three of us. Everybody else got a mask on a hotel, nobody else, but not us. So the guy asked me as we walked by, and he goes, would you like to have some extra masks? And I said, no, I'm good, I'm trying to quit. And he kind of looked at the don't know say, and I, and I walked on by him. We walked down the hallway and, and you know, went to the elevator. And, of course, there was nobody there pushing the buttons for the elevator. And let me stop here. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? Elevator buttons are the most filthy thing you're ever going to touch. You know, people touch them all day long. They're not cleaned on a regular basis. And they have fecal coliform on them, at least when I tested them. They did. I personally have tested elevator buttons. And, you know, we have, as I asked the guy standing at the elevator, asking, you know, trying to give us all hand sanitizer, I said, would you like to push the button for the elevator? So I have to touch the nasty button. He looked at me, and it was so strange. He acted like he didn't understand what I was talking about. He looked at me because I, you know, it's like if you ask him, when are you going to stop wearing that mask? They don't know how to answer you. They don't, they don't, they look at you kind of with a blank stare. So I walked inside and used my, my inside of my shirt to touch the elevator button and told myself to remember to wash my shirt when I got home. And, and, you know, we went down to the restaurant. Of course, everybody, we're there, by the way, we are the only people in the restaurant. There's nobody else there. The only people. Now, a few other people came in after we got there, but we were the only people in this giant restaurant. And, you know, and so then they brought us hand sanitizer to use. Would you like hand? They brought it, actually set the hand sanitizer on the table. And I said, well, does it contain isopropyl alcohol? I said, of course it contains isopropyl alcohol. And I said, well, I'm not going to put that on my skin because it allows the liver fluquorm to complete its life cycle in your liver. And they're like, what? You know, they didn't know I'm down. They're completely thinking that something's wrong here. And so we sat there, and we had really good service, and we tried to listen to the waiter and the waitresses and the people that were there because they were muffled, talking through their mask. That's how they sounded. And I thought, this is ludicrous, 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 ludicrous. So here we are in this fancy restaurant at the Four Seasons ordering some chicken, and we basically are by ourselves. How are they paying this overhead? How are they paying these bills? This is a huge, this place must have a hundred people working in landscaping and maintenance. I mean, it's a massive complex. I mean, it's got a lazy river there. I mean, of course, there's nobody on the lazy river. I mean, that's, that's been either boarded up or bolted up or verboten because there's nobody in the hotel. And I thought to myself, this is so strange. I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. Well, then yesterday, Jeff Rents sent me a, a link and he said, Ted, you better watch this before it gets taken down. Now, I've posted it on the Health Masters website, and I've sent some tweets out, not tweet, tweets out, so I sent out some uh, texts last night to uh, you know a bunch of you guys that get my texts. And the name of the, the email is uh, the, head of, the head of the snake, Wexner, this best guy who owns Victoria's Secret, Maxwell's Mossad and Mega Group Exposed. Now, I'm going to say some things that were pointed out on this video today. But I'm urging you guys to watch this before it's taken down. I didn't think it would make it through today, but it's still on. It's still working. I just tested it. It's posted at the Health Masters website. I had it posted last night by Harrison. It's supposed to be there. I haven't checked. I'll check in a second. Head of the Snake, Wexter, Maxwell's Mossad, and Mega Group Exposed. Now, what it said in this video, and I'm not seeing this video until last night, is pretty much everything I've ever told you about the Mossad about the Jewish mafia, about drug running out of Afghanistan, about 
child human trafficking, all of it. And it's in a nice little neat package. Now, what was interesting about this, it said, it started talking about how the Mossad had basically gotten out of control and they'd gotten extremely aggressive in promoting the Israeli agenda. It also went into detail about how both houses, both houses of Congress were controlled by Israel. It goes into detail about how Maxwell was a Mossad agent and he was so powerful and he had defrauded so many people out of billions of dollars that he thought he ran the Mossad. He was that big and they said, that basically the Mossad ended up killing him because he had gotten out of control and had you know had put behind himself you know what he thought his 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 interests were ahead and how they had literally pushed him off his own little yacht and killed him and it went into Ghislaine Maxwell that's her father it went into detail about how she was mourning and then it went into detail about the human trafficking and the picking up of girls on the corners and at schools and it it's horrible you guys got to listen to the video. And it also said that Donald Trump's ex-wife, Ivana, was heavily involved and was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell, and she also went out and helped find the girls. Oh, yeah, it goes that far. And then it goes in and makes some pretty strong accusations about Donald Trump and this whole pedophile network. And then it goes into Jeffrey Epstein and who he was, what he did. And then it talks about all of the cameras, all of his residences, these pinhole cameras that were being used to blackmail everybody via the Mossad. And then it said that the... the that the Jewish mafia remember I've told you guys before there's the Jewish mafia there's the Italian mafia there's the Irish mafia there's the Chinese mafia there's the Russian mafia and remember this Wexel guy he was basically from a Jewish Russian family that he was the head pretty much of the Jewish mafia the guy who owns Victoria's Secret and it went into detail about how this girl basically was living with them who one of their I guess sex slaves I guess you'd call her and she's, she's actually on the video talking and she said that every time she went to his house that there were snipers on the roof and snipers on the ground just full security everywhere and you know she never saw the guy but the whole place was like an armed redoubt I mean with people everywhere with high powered rifles who were snipers and she said there's nobody carries that kind of you know security unless they're involved with organized crime. And then she goes into detail talking about the drug smuggling out of Afghanistan and the Mossad and how the CIA and Mossad work together and how the CIA is also an organization that basically is run by organized crime. This all happened with Lucky Luciano. I've told you this story before, this account of history. Back in the 40s, a ship was actually sunk at his birth in New York Harbor. Lucky Luciano, who's you know Jewish mafia, was going to prison. They released him to allow him to run the docks in New York to prevent any more sabotage of the ships at the berth, and he made sure he maintained all of that. Then in the 90s, the Italian mafia was pretty much kicked out of New York, and the Jewish mafia took it over, according to this video. Now, you guys have got to watch this video. It goes into detail, and it says some things on this video that I'm not personally going to repeat on this show, because I don't want to get flagged to that level, but everybody needs to watch it now, because I just announced that this video is probably not going to make it through the weekend. It's going to be taken down by YouTube. But So please, make sure you watch it. The name of it is Head of the Snake, Wexter Maxwell's Mossad and Mega Group Exposed. Then they went into detail about how the Israelis you know, were doing everything they possibly could and working with the Rothschild banking cartel. And then she said that the Maxwell Group was basically being protected by England, by the Mossad, and by the Rothschilds. 
Oh, yeah. It ties it all together in a neat little bow. Now, I've given you more detail on some of those little connections. Because remember, England was taken over. The, the entire country was taken over during the Napoleonic Wars when the Rothschilds cornered the market and basically bankrupted the English treasury and took over England. England's controlled and run via the, you know, the Bank of England, via the Rothschild banking cartels. And then they even show a picture and they actually read the Balfour Declaration and they have Rothschild reading the Balfour Declaration. I mean, the actual Balfour Declaration in its historical, you know, you know, whatever. He's just like, this is the most important document ever for the Jewish people. And he reads it. He actually has a copy. He actually has the original right there with him. So this is a really interesting video to watch. And it goes into detail and pretty much lays out everything that I told you was happening, including the organized crime and the drugs. But it really goes into heavy detail into child sex trafficking, especially out of Ohio, which apparently is the hub because it's like it's like the uh, it's like you know where the where the where the Werner's guy, the Wexner guys, everything they said in one one city is like they Wexner this and Wexner that. Remember when I told you guys as soon as they put start putting Rothschild this and Rothschild that and Rothschild this. So it's a really it's a very accusatory video. Now whether it's all true or not, I'm going to make a disclaimer. I don't know, don't know, but I know a lot of it from based on the research that I've read is real. And it explains a lot. Because if Donald Trump was that knee-deep, well, he wasn't knee-deep, according to this video, he was neck-deep in what was going on with Epstein and Wexner and all the rest of these guys. Remember, Donald Trump worked in New York in construction. Donald Trump ran casinos, which are all pretty much mob-owned. He owned casinos. You don't get into that, that group of people unless you're rubbing shoulders and you're buddy-buddy with a bunch of guys who you probably don't want to trust your life to if you cross them. Just thought I'd mention that. And so we've got to try to figure out why Donald Trump is doing what he's doing. Now he's absolutely pushing the masks, and he's pushing the vaccine like no other. He is really – and he was, remember, he was opposed to vaccinations when he ran for president. Now he's pushing the vaccines. Now he's going right along, lockstep, wishes Ghislaine Maxwell – well this week. I wish her well. Now some people are saying that's a cryptic message to let her know that she'll either be have her sentence commuted or be pardoned, but she won't see any jail time. So I kind of wonder, and I sit back and I look at all this and I go, who are these people? Oh, that's wrong. We have told you, haven't we? These are the Kabbalists. These are the guys that use sex with children as part of their satanic rituals and increasing their energy levels and feeding demons on the other side of the veil. Now you go, well, I was with you the whole time you are talking, Ted, but now you're getting weird. Hey, I'm telling you what, guys, I talk about this stuff on a regular basis. We're the only ones who do that. you, you got to remember, these guys are evil to the core. Who in the world is going to traffic a young girl? Who's going to go to a grade school? They said they wanted girls who had just started their period but were virgins. One girl was who's testifying on this videotape. She's she was being raped. She's 14 years old. She's a virgin by this person. They she discloses who it is on the video. It says no, no, no. She cried her whole way through it. Of course, they were cussing at her because she was crying. And then they told her that she should be happy that she lost her virginity to this guy who was nationally known, 
instead of some kid who was 14 years old in the back of a car or something like that. And so, yeah, I'm like, you got to listen to this video. And this girl, like, you can tell she's not lying. She's telling the truth. Now, whether everything she says is true or not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to say this. Watch the video. In fact, I watched it twice last night because I really wanted to understand how this tie-in. I mean, think about it. You're living in an armored redoubt in a you know, 30,000, 40,000-square-foot home. you got snipers all over the rooftops. You know, I mean, with you know, full scopes, scanning everything all the time to see if anybody's trying to breach your property, and you're not even there. Who are you to do that? Who are you? How much power, how much money, how much security do you need to have that kind of security? And she said, basically, this guy, Wexner, is the head of the Jewish mafia. I'll disclose that much off of it. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, these guys operate in the shadows. All I know is this. The trafficking of children in this country is a hugely organized group of people who have no morals whatsoever. And the one thing she said in this video, she said they'd bring four or five girls a day to Jeffrey Epstein. New girls every single day. And she said only 30 girls have come forward accused him of this and they can't find the rest of the girls now that's a problem isn't it friends where did all these young girls go why have they not come forward were they trafficked through Ohio which is what it implied in this video were they sent into sex slave operations around the world you have to remember one of the things that organized crime does especially in other cities and you saw this in the movies that one movie that was done with Liam, Liam Neeson a few years ago, Taken, taken. In which his daughter was taken. These guys have organized groups that find girls and sell them into slavery where they're having being, for being raped 30, 40, 50 times a day. And the amount of money they make is unbelievable how much cash this generates by these guys who are raping these girls every day, all day, every day, with the average expectancy, their life expectancy being six to seven years, and then they end up using them up, killing them, or whatever they do with them, or sacrificing them. Who knows what they do to them? But the thing about it is, guys, organized crime with child sex slavery and raping of these young girls and these young women is real. That movie, Taken, was based on real things that happened. Maybe the circumstances of the actors and the individuals who were depicted in there were basically fake, but the reality is that, again, it was being run by this mafia group. So, are these girls being trafficked to other countries to be put into these sex slave rings, never to be heard from again? That's what this lady implied last night of this video. She said 30 of them have come forward. Where did the other thousands of them go? This thing runs this deep, and they said that this group would bring politicians to these mansions that Jeffrey Epstein had with these slit hole cameras everywhere, pinhole cameras, and they would basically videotape everything. In fact, the girl said, I'm using the bathroom. I'm, using, I'm in the bathroom using the toilet, and just Lane's Maxwell comes over the speakerphone, says, you need to get out of the bathroom. We're watching everything you're doing. Oh, yeah, to that level, guys. That's how seedy this underbelly of this organized crime unit that traffics these girls are. What an unbelievable mess. Wow. Austin, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely some really, really weird stuff going on behind the scenes.
vaccines. And there's been numerous people as well that have told me that they, they, it appears that a lot of this push and rhetoric and propaganda and everything about this COVID is also timed to try to cover up everything that's going on right now with Maxwell and everything going on behind right. the scenes because there's a lot of this this stuff you got to remember this stuff like dad just said this isn't like oh there's three or four people involved in this we're talking tens of thousands of people involved in this all across the globe that are in high level positions where else do you think the between this from FBI statistics their numbers between 450,000 to 800,000 in between those numbers every single year that many children are taken and abducted in the United States and in some cases never to be seen ever again ever 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 that's sad guys and again it's not a topic that dad or I like to talk about it's actually a horrible topic I'll be honest with you I'd much rather talk about weightlifting and gym and training and nutrition <laughs> I really would that's a way more fun topic for me to talk about but the reality is this this has to get brought to light people have to start acknowledging what's going on because the problem is for too long people have kind of ignored it put their head in the sand i mean mel gibson's talked about it numerous actors have talked about it numerous rappers have talked about it and the problem is they get in that society they get in there mel gibson said this is like an interview back in the 90s he's talking like lethal weapon i saw it the other day like popped up random video i'm like i've never seen it before and he's saying he goes when you get into hollywood I'm paraphrasing. This is essentially what he said. He goes, there's stuff you see and there's stuff you're exposed to. And he goes, you don't necessarily partake in it. He said, but to really go anywhere in your career, you kind of have to at least ignore it and pretend it's kind of not there. And he said, after a while, he goes, to be honest, he goes, you just kind of, it's just something in the corner of the room that nobody talks about and nobody brings up unless you're involved in it. And everybody knows about it. Everybody knows what's going on. But most people, if they're not directly involved in it, they just ignore it and pretend like it doesn't happen because their career is advancing and they're making so much money, they don't want to oust themselves. And I thought, wow, because you wonder sometimes, you know, you think you're like, you know, how are some of these people, how do they know this is going on, even if they're not directly involved in it? How do you know what's going on? The same video you guys have probably seen that surfaced all around social media. I forgot the guy's name, but he was a stunt double, and he went on the same thing. And the whole aspect of what happened with the little girl from Poltergeist, I forgot her name, when the whole thing with Steven Spielberg involved in that, that that's a whole, that's a weird, weird situation, and it happens all the time. And so again, as Dad said, I encourage everybody, watch that video and address what's going on to other people and make it known. Also, to another health news, this is something very troubling as well, fast food uh, chain, Kentucky Fried Chicken, has now debuted that they are the restaurant of the future. Last month in Moscow, the U.S. fast food food chain unveiled a storefront dominated by full automation and food lockers, a move that will allow for fully contactless environment to allegedly mitigate the spread of COVID. Besides reinventing the frontage of the stores with robots and AI, the back end now is getting revamped as well. According to the recent company press, they are now rolling out 3D printing technology to use to produce chicken nuggets. Wait, what? 3D printing technology? Oh, yeah. Wait to hear this. 
KFC is now partnered with 3D bioprinting solutions to create what they call cell-based chicken meat and labs that will be as close to as possible in taste and appearance to the original KFC. They said the 3D bioprinting solutions is developing additive bioprinting technology to use grown chicken cells and plant material, allowing to reproduce the taste and texture of chicken meat almost without involving any animals in the process. KFC will provide its partner with all the necessary ingredients, including the breading and spicing, to achieve the signature KFC taste. At the moment, there are no other methods available on the market that could allow the creation of such complexity products from animal cells, the press release said, and KFC is the pioneer in the industry. So, gosh, so we now have in KFC, which is already deep fat fried, not healthy. We can't even try to paint some healthy picture on KFC. But regardless, now, They've even gone away from the pink slime, like McDonald's have, because pink slime is still too expensive. So now they're doing full-blown 3D printing with lab-grown chicken cells and plant material. Now, what that means is they're going to most likely, in all cases that I've seen with this, they're going to use soy protein. So what they're going to do is they're going to culture animal cells in a lab. They're going to mix them up with some type of soy protein base to keep the texture and consistency that of a chicken nugget. And then they're going to basically have the 3D printer cut them out in various different shapes so they appear that they are very chicken nuggets so you don't just have little single like you know quarter sized chicken nuggets they'll actually have different shapes and sizes to them to appear realistic when in reality they're far from that this is what Bill Gates has funded this is what numerous other individuals in the globalist banking cartel have funded and what they're trying to do is they're trying to push the agenda of a plant-based food, that's what they call it, even so it's far from that, including what they're doing now, so they can further push the toxins, chemicals, estrogen, all types of everything into the food supply, and they're going to deem it cost-effective and green for the society, and people are probably going to buy it up left and right. They're going to love it. Now, I'm surprised this debuted in Moscow, Russia. I thought Russia was against a lot of this stuff, but apparently they're not. I mean, it is what it is. That's what they're doing over there. And so, again, we're going to see massive exposure to glyphosate, massive exposure to estrogen, and not to mention what other types of DNA, what types of material. I don't even know what they're going to do as far as in this this cell culturing that they've talked about for years now. So just thought that was interesting. And again, I don't ever eat KFC. I don't even remember a time I ate KFC. But just giving you an idea why I always encourage everybody, vote with your wallet. Support businesses, support communities, support companies that continue to support your agenda. I went into Publix yesterday, went to get a wrap, boar's head meat, and they got signs everywhere. Please wear your mask. We will ask you, everybody wears a mask in Publix. Of course, I didn't wear a mask in there. And to my surprise, there were like five or six other guys in there that were not wearing masks. And uh, it's funny, I, I talked to a rep in there. I said, hey, I said, you know, I'm not, I have a medical, I like voluntarily now trying to get in some type of altercation with them. I'm like, hey, I don't have a mask. I can't wear a mask because of medical condition. I just want to let you know that. And they're like, oh, that's fine. Masks are voluntary. And I said, well, you have signs up that say, please wear a mask. They said, yes. You see the first word? I said, yeah. I said, please. They said, please. Please wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, 
don't wear a mask. I said, okay. <laughs> Went to the counter, ordered a wrap. Lady was super nice, checked out, super nice. Nobody bothered me whatsoever. Last night, I went out and stopped and grabbed some dinner with my buddies who runs the big warehouse distributor over there in Lakeland for Publix. And I asked him about it. He goes, Publix is a dumb. He goes, they're not going to hack off their customers. He goes, Publix knows who built them. He goes, you will not find a single public store or green white store anywhere around here that is going to tell you to wear a mask or leave if you don't wear a mask. Absolutely will not do it. And I laughed. He goes, they're not idiots. He goes, they're basically doing it to appease the liberals. He goes, we already had a meeting about this. He goes, if they ask everybody to wear a mask, and a lot of people wear a mask, the liberals can't say anything about the store not wearing a mask, and they're not going to go and protest and throw rocks through our windows and do all kinds of crazy stuff like they're doing all the time because we're not doing what we need to do to stop the spread. He goes, so we ask everybody to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, we absolutely could care less. And I said, it's funny because, you know, the CDC has the article that basically they even put out, and it came out of Hong Kong. It's called the Non-Pharmaceutical Measures for Pandemic Influence in Non-Healthcare Settings, Personal Protective and Environmental Measures. And it's on the CDC website. I'm going to put it on our website today. And it blatantly says here, this is back in May this was published, and it's on the CDC's website. This is what's the irony about it. And it says right here towards the end. Conclusion. We did not find evidence that surgical-type face masks are effective in reducing laboratory-confirmed influenza transmissions, either worn by infected persons or by persons in the general community to reduce their susceptibility. However, as with hand hygiene, face masks may be able to reduce transmission of other infections and therefore may have some value in the health care resources. Goes on to say evidence from randomized controlled studies of face masks did not support a substantial effect on reducing transmission of laboratory-confirmed influenza, and limited evidence was available on other environmental measures. So, guys, wake up, smell the roses, realize what's going on to you right now. I'm still not going to wear a mask even though I'm on facial recognition. If you choose to wear a mask or if you're in an area where you really feel you should wear one, wear a mask. Kind of like Publix. Wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Don't care. But understand why you are being forced to wear a mask. It is not for your health or your protection. That's the biggest thing I want to get to everybody. If you're doing it to make yourself feel better, to make yourself feel better. Everybody has to have some normalcy bias. I mean, come on. If you're doing it because you're in a place and there's a lot of people that are sick and you basically feel like it may help some and you're going to put on like five or six masks and you're going to stack them on top of each other and almost suffocate yourself and hopefully it stops the spread, do what you're going to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if you realize that they're doing this for the most part to control you and force you in a state of submission and cover your face, you know, I don't ever remember one single story in the Bible, even when God, Jesus Christ on earth, was involved with lepers and all kinds of other people. I don't ever remember one single story of him just telling the disciples, listen, guys, these guys are really sick. You need to put a cloth over your face. You need to cover your face when you walk in here. These people are really sick. You need to protect yourself. I don't remember a story like that. I don't remember one of the disciples giving a story like that. So just thought I'd throw that tidbit out there when people try to say you're doing it because it's for the greater good or you're doing it because it's what Jesus would do. Eh, you have to show me that example somewhere because I haven't found it. That's my stance on it then. Uh, you know, it's interesting also. I just remember a few weeks ago that one of the guys walks in with a KKK hood said it was his mask. And I'm not suggesting that you pretend like you're a Democrat and wear a KKK hood. They're a little, little dig for you guys to understand history. You know, but, you know, I think it's funny. 
I mean, that'll stop facial recognition in a heartbeat. And it'll also make the point that you don't want to play the game with the new world order. <laughs> but I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not planning on doing that. I'm just saying that I thought it was kind of funny that he did that. By the way, Munchen now says, there we go, another Federal Reserve flunky, says that the new relief bill that Trump is about to sign will extend and reduce enhanced unemployment benefits. I mean, now we're going to be pumping a whole bunch more money into the economy again because we sought to shut it down. And I was watching today on the world markets, you know, the dollar is continuing to erode against the euro and the Swiss franc, which I find really interesting that this is actually happening. Gold broke over 1900 an ounce finally. So it's getting to be one of those um, really weird places that we are right now as far as finances in the United States. Another article says, kiss traditional college goodbye. It's never coming back. Good news, the bleeding heart Bolshevik fascists that brought us the virus hysteria crackdowns may have just dealt a mortal blow to their own training centers, <laughs> which is, I got a kick out of this article, so I've gone ahead and I've posted that. And, and now we realize that Trump has also abruptly canceled the Republican convention in Jacksonville. He's saying it's not the right time. In other words, he's cap capitulating more and more and more, not to having conferences, not to having rallies, not to even have a national convention for the Republicans because of the COVID. So the thing we have to ask ourselves is this. Have they released a second virus? Okay, they're saying it's mutated. Have they released a second virus? Are they going to release a more virulent form of this? Do they have it waiting in the wings? I promise you they have stuff much worse than COVID. How do we know they're not going to release that or they're not going to initiate with the 5G interface even more sickness and more disease? So, guys, it's really important to keep your immune system really, really, really strong as we, as we see these days approaching, please remember to take your C, your potassium iodide, your D3K2, your zinc, every single day. I can't urge you enough to do that. You've got to stay strong. By the way, the Pentagon's UFO hunting department was not disbanded according to this research that was done in 2012. And now it's giving reports every six months that it claims it found vehicles not made on this earth. Guys, I'm telling you. I've been telling you this. The Bible told you this. I'm going to say it again. We are not alone. And we have to ask ourselves a question. How much of what is happening is being controlled from an off-world agenda? Just thought I'd throw that in there. From this, these sacrifices, these god and goddesses and entities, including that snake in a tree thing. By the way, new report came out. It says the prosecutors tampered with the St. Louis couple's gun to charge them that the woman's pistol, when it was taken by the FBI or whoever came in and took it from St. Louis, that the firing pin was incorrectly inserted in it and that the woman's gun could never have fired, and they fixed it to make it so it would actually work. And now they're charging her with flailing a weapon around as a felon with deadly force in a gun that wasn't even operable. Guys. It's getting really, really weird. Oh, by the way, the U.S. China now is telling the U.S. to close a consulate in Chengdu in a growing spat over the Houston consulate being charged to change, closed down here in the United States. Watch what's going on with this Chinese United States rhetoric. They're trying to heat up a lot of stuff from a global, how should I say, war standpoint to continue to cover up their involvement in drug running out of Afghanistan and the child sex slave trafficking. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Austin's going to be on Hagman tonight. You guys are absolutely awesome. I love you. Go ahead and finish it up, Austin, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Yes, and also be aware, guys, that there's more than likely something going to happen here pretty soon. 
for the simple fact you can always watch the clues. More people now are starting to call out this whole getting positive COVID test results with no test. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing about this all over the country. I'm getting emails personally from people. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing about it left and right now, and it's going viral. It's going all over social media. People have been talking about it. People have been recording stuff now. This isn't, this isn't a joke anymore. They're blatantly putting down anybody that they can get a name from and a birthday from as a COVID-19 positive test. We already saw them do it on a motorcycle accident in Orlando. We've already seen them doing it in Connecticut as far as with false positives. We've already seen them taking probable positives because somebody had a side effect or a, um, basically had a fever and saying, oh, automatically they're COVID. They're already saying that they're, they're basically fishing the numbers up on purpose. This isn't a joke. They're intentionally running these numbers up. So be aware of this and understand, last time we started to bust them for what happened, they flipped the script and went back to the race war. They may do that. They may do something else with a false flag. I don't know. But be prepared for it because I guarantee you, by the end of July, something's going to start changing again because people are starting to wake up to what's going on. Stay prepared. Be safe. Keep your immune system strong, especially if they start doing some new release of something. I don't know what they're going to do. But vitamin C, D3, iodine, including the iodine is product of the week right now, on sale on molecular iodine, 10% off. Be sure to check it out the website, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you on the Hagman Show later on. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always.